Welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by your two usual hosts here, uh, Tom Mannering. Tom, Hello. how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm alright, I'm alright. And so, yeah, myself, Josh Hartley, uh, the other Very host. Very professional. I, 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 aim, I aim high, and I sometimes fall, but uh, I, I, I think I nailed that one. So just, it was seamless. <laughs> like, I, I bet someone tuning in for the first time was like, "Man, these guys have been doing this for a long time." Oh yeah, yeah. we On have. Point. To be fair, we have, like, yeah. it, it's going to be four, four years. years. Four years in September, I think. Yeah. So we're coming up on that. Some uh, some experience under your belt. What's the? There's like a saying about doing something for a certain period of time makes you an expert. It's like yeah, I, I can I can't remember the. I can't. I can't remember the figure, and I. I very much doubt that it's actually true. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's uh, at best um, an estimate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, how's how, how has the week been? The week has been uh, very good. Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been a very busy one for me, uh, work-wise and personal-wise. Uh, I don't know. Is that the right way to put that? Hobby-wise, I suppose. Um, there we go. Yeah, that that sounds less weird than personal-wise. Yeah, it sounds like a bit like hitting getting the busy personally. <laughs> yeah. Um, although actually, uh, it's not board game related, but I do have a a, a funny story regarding dating, uh, which I will I'll t- I'll share on the podcast. Uh, it's nothing. Uh, nothing salacious. Um, so I'm not going to advertise this, but. Uh, Facebook have added a a dating app into Facebook. I have seen this, yes. Yeah, if you've seen it, right? And I was curious, like, what are they bringing to the table? You know, Facebook are supposed to be a bit of an innovator. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they add new things. You know, they, they invented Facebook, which is in itself uh, been a, a big thing. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of that hot take on, uh, on Facebook. <laughs> um, but so I thought I would... Uh, I'd go and have a have a look at this. So I, I okay. opened it up, and you have to like make a profile. So I made like a very bare bones profile, um, and it's wait, just wait 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 hold on can I can I just jump in here? Mm-hmm. You've already got a Facebook profile. Why do you need another profile? I know, I know. I don't, I don't understand it. It, it does import some things, but then it adds you right. it asks you to to add things on as well. So I made this very uh, bare, bare bones dating profile out of curiosity, and had a bit of a look it's it's just like literally any other dating app it is sure. the most generic like thing you could possibly imagine um and i was sitting sitting down last night and i just completely forgot about this um this app uh and i got a message saying uh you you have a like hey. so i open it up and uh it's some uh young lady um has, has sent me a like and i was like oh this is this is interesting she sent me a message so I responded and I said like, "Hi, how are you?" Blah blah blah. Uh, I'm not going to give away my game tips, you know. I don't want to. <laughs> don't want to give Damn, away the Colonel secret recipe. I, it, that's the that's the critical insight <laughs> our listeners want, Tom. And uh, her her response, her initial sort of introduction was very curt, very short. Mm-hmm. And then so I sent this 
this response and she just completely ignored like anything I, I had sent to her um, and she, she said something about like um, where where do you live um, and what's your uh, what's your marital status and I was like that's a that's a weird way to ask a question you know like a normal person question so I, I sort of responded and I was like saying pretty much that I was like that's a strange question and then she just responded saying um, I don't like talking on this uh, can you do you want to give me your phone number and I was like uh-huh. no no scammer bot thing no I do not want to give you my number my bank number my sort yeah. number my CCV number like I don't want to give you any of those things uh, and I was talking to a friend of mine afterwards and I was telling mm-hmm. them that same story and uh, she said well you know it, it could have been could have been worse like imagine if that had been her opening her opening line you know <laughs> can, I, yeah. I, can I please have your X, Y and Z <laughs> So I just thought that was it, it. Just gave me a bit of a chuckle. Uh, I promptly uh, removed that app from my Facebook <laughs> app that I had experience. Uh, I went well. That's not really worth it. So yeah, that that was my uh, little little tidbit of uh, trivia for my week. Yeah, I, I mean, I have seen it being advertised on Facebook, but um, the profile picture that it recommended for me was a picture of me with my ex girlfriend. So uh, <laughs> like, so obviously. <laughs> So I, I I didn't even get to the point of trying. I was like, well, look, this is <laughs> this clearly isn't very good. Nice read, Facebook. Yeah. Nice read. <laughs> uh, I got some I got some uh, real life news this week. It's uh, I've got a settlement date for my flat, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be moving. Hooray! Yeah. Airpods. I'm gonna be. So. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> now that we're not plugging Ashenhold Art as much, uh, I need more opportunities for. Although there's horns. a plug for Ashenhold Art, Airhorns. Airhorns. Check out Ashenhold Art. Great work. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So I'm going to be moving at the end of uh, end of this month. So it's all go now. I've got my um, had a removal company come out yesterday just to. Uh, book me in and give me a quote so going ahead with them uh, it's the one that Dave used actually when he moved uh, is it the one he recommended to me because I am also moving uh, oh yes which we've we've discussed this week I'm less positive about it than you are uh, because I yeah. don't want to move um, <laughs> but I have six months so I'm going to really really stretch that out milk it, milk it yeah exactly yeah. So uh, and yes, otherwise I'm I'm heading back down to see my family uh, this weekend because uh, there's football on. England are actually in a final, and uh, I would like to watch it with my dad. So there we I go. I think that's nice. That's, that's a good thing to do. I have a question about your your moving quote. Uh, sure. I don't I don't want to know the number or anything that's on fine. it. Um, so I was looking into this similar thing. We're we're not even a gaming podcast, you know. Why we? Um, did you did you get like just like furniture, or have you gone like come into my house and pack everything up? You know, have you gone full lazy with it. Do, do, can can they do that for you? Yeah, like yeah. come into my house and box everything. Yeah, up. you can wow. get full like. So I I was looking into this when I was I was sort of researching, you know, what, how I was going to be moving, and I was like, do you know, like. I'd be curious to know how big the difference is between, you know, move my stuff and 
pack my stuff and move it. Yeah. Because um, that is a, you know, that's a level of lazy that I'm on board with. Yeah, sure. Because I hate packing. I, I hate it. So, yeah, I mean, I don't enjoy it. So, as, as is probably obvious by the fact that I wasn't even aware this was a thing. No, I'm not I'm not going <laughs> for that. I'm, I'm just, they're, they're going to move all my furniture and all my boxes. They're supplying me with um, 20 cardboard boxes for all the smaller stuff. So, That's good. Um, yeah, they get dropped off a week tomorrow. So, I'll have two weeks to get everything packed up, which is, is fine. Nice. Um, and then I'm going to move in for a brief period with my brother. Os- shout out, Oscar. Thank you. <laughs> um, and while while I'm house hunting down in Cumbria, because uh, I didn't want to be part of a chain because that sounds so stressful. Uh, and I don't need that in my life. Part so. of a what? Chain? A chain. A so chain? I, because, I am, uh, because I own this property and I'm right. selling it, what people will often do, they won't rent in between. They will go and buy a property immediately. But right. uh, so that's the chain, basically. Ah, like, okay. so all these transactions have to happen on the same day, uh, and it's a common issue with uh, house purchasing where something, what someone in the chain breaks, and that stops everything else. Right. Okay. Does that, that make sense? Nightmarish. Yes. Yes. That's why I don't want to be in it. That's <laughs> so, fair. That's fair. Um, there's very little that can go wrong with mine. My bio is a first-time buyer, and I am moving in with my brother. So everything should all happen on the day unless solicitors don't do the thing they're supposed to do. Which... Well done jinxing that live on air. I think that's, yeah. <laughs> that's really smart. <laughs> well, do you know, do you know what? I'm moving on the 31st of July, like whatever happens now, yeah. because I've got my guy, the guys booked, and I'm moving in with Oscar. So, you know, if it gets delayed by a couple of weeks, I mean, it sucks for the guy buying my house. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, that's just oh well. I've, I guess I've just got to wait two weeks to get the money out of uh, money out of my house for it. So. Should we talk about board games and the like rather than our <laughs> non-existent dating lives and uh, property movement. Ten, ten minutes in, we probably should consider that, shouldn't yeah. we? Yeah, I think that's, uh, uh, that's fair. So, um, we, we, after we record this, um, you, you'll have heard us previously talking about the Age of Sigmar Soulbound game that both Tom and I and uh, Ben um, are in. Uh, ben is obviously taking a break. He we're gonna we're gonna stop talking about um, board gaming stuff for a second. We lasted a good thirty seconds. That's the biggest the biggest news this week, like on personal stuff, is uh, Ben, former host of this show, has uh, had his second son. Has he? Do you not look at Facebook at all, man? Uh, not really. No, I I like okay. go on and experiment <laughs> with dating apps and then kind of patch it. <laughs> fair, fair. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's uh, awesome. So, uh, so let me let me get the the vital statistics so that we can announce them on air. So yes, sixth uh, of Ju- Tuesday, the sixth of July at eighteen thirty nine, Reuben William Porter was born. Eight pounds uh, seven ounces. Um, both he and his mum Charlotte are healthy uh, and very very happy. So uh, big congratulations to Ben and Charlotte for the birth of their second son, Reuben. And uh, Nathaniel is going to have his hands full being a big brother to someone now. So, 
There we go. Back to the gaming stuff. <laughs> 12 yes. minutes in. <laughs> 12 minutes in. Yes. So, um, we while Ben is away and settling in with having a, a second baby, uh, he's taking a bit of a break, and we're going to do some like one-shots or short campaign stuff set in the Age of Sigmar universe. And after this recording, we are going to be doing a session zero. It often gets called in uh, RPGs, uh, RPG circles. This is where we sit down and figure out, like, okay, what what characters do we want to build? Uh, in some cases, you know, how, what what kind of campaign do you want to have a go for? So, um, Tom, I've got nothing. I have no no idea what character I want to build. I thought Help. it was just a general statement about your life there. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, i also couldn't help chuckling when you were like session zero as, as some people call it because that's what it's called well that's not what it's called like not not everyone who listens to the podcast will partake in rpgs i, I mean know, i know i i appreciate you i'm trying to be a good host you're you're a fantastic host mate don't let anyone especially me tell you otherwise right um yeah, so we've we we've got um, a new player joining us for for this uh, to obviously fill the the void that Ben will leave in his his temporary absence. Uh, so mm-hmm. our friend, uh, well, my friend Will, that you you know as well uh, because you you lived in Carlisle, mm-hmm. um, and I think Scott knows him sort of in passing as well. Uh, is I would call Will a friend, but like it's not like he's he's someone that I sp- like I spend a lot of time with and I catch up with. Like, just in case anyone is listening out there to the way that Tom described that thinking, oh, wow, does, does Josh jo- did Josh and Will not get on? Like, <laughs> That'd be a really weird group set up. Like, I think we should make this group and have like people that exclusively hate each other, you know, as the party. I, I mean, I mean, out. I bet it happens. I mean, it's, I've, 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 be, I've experienced it. I've been in groups <laughs> where people I don't like. Uh, I still am to this day, Josh. Uh no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we we've got Will joining us, so we're gonna do some character gen, and, and we've kind of been discussing it in our our little uh, chat that we have about the game, uh, just sort of what ideas were were floating around. Um, the character Will plays is potentially gonna be the character he carries into the main campaign if he if he transitions uh, into that with us. Sure. Um, so he's looking at a a Kurnoth hunter. Uh, which is the the tree men? Uh, yes, but it's like a, a fighty one, I think. Uh, I'm showing my deep knowledge of of Age of Sigmar lore. And I um, yeah, I imagine if if it's called a hunter, I mean, kind hunting's like fighting. You're, you're fighting nature, I guess. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's man against nature or in this case, nature. Against nature, nature against nature, I suppose, because he's a tree man. Uh, so yeah, we're we're gonna have uh, Will join us, and, and I think he's looking at Kernoff Hunter at the moment. I'm I'm looking at some sort of caster. Okay. Uh, so I was I, I'm 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 sort of mainly I'm drawn towards some sort of wizard, uh, probably sure. human, maybe something else. I did flirt with the idea because it was very recently released. Of playing a skink caster. Nah, uh, I think you should you should totally do that, man. 
but I don't I, as I've mentioned previously on on episodes I'm not a big fan of of lizard men so as as much fun as that would be it's probably not going to be something I'll I'll enjoy that much so okay. I'm probably going to give that a, a miss as, as entertaining as it would be to play a skink um I'd probably give that one a, a wee swerve. So, yeah, I'm going to make a caster of some sort, I think. And then we come to Josh, whose contribution has been nothing. Because <laughs> he doesn't know. Cricket sound effects. Um, <laughs> so, what? Yeah, um... I mean, what, what? Let's do it live on air. Okay. What kind of character do you enjoy playing? I'm. Um... I don't know. I, I I can tell you what I don't enjoy playing, and frankly, I'm very glad that you said you were da- you were thinking of doing a spellcaster because typically, like I, for, from past experience in other systems, doing the um, spellcast arcane caster type of um, of character, I I don't enjoy. It's um, RPGs to some degree all have a fair amount of bookkeeping. But I feel like that type of character has the most bookkeeping. Oh, for sure. And it's... I, I totally get why people really enjoy them. It's such a complex... Um, such a complex character to run. And must be super satisfying. Like, you know, fi- having all these tools at your disposal and figuring out how best to use them. Uh, that's not for me. Um, I prefer... Uh, I'm a simple man of simple pleasures, so... <laughs> um, lately, I've been playing a lot of Barbarians mm-hmm. uh, and just beating face. My current character in Age of Sigmar is a, um, a Caradron Overlord, and he just machine guns people, which is very satisfying. Um, I don't know. I might mix things up, though. I could be like a the Skill Monkey character because it sounds like we've got a, a good heavy hitter and we've got like an arcane caster so maybe if, if i try and build like a skill monkey type character and then the other the other angle that i could go at this with i'm doing hand gestures i was just audio, thinking that audio only podcast. really communicating to our, our listeners yes with a hand gesture yeah um the other angle i thought of is so what what archetypal characters from the Warhammer Age of Sigmar setting would I like to see and potentially like to play Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's two classic ones actually arguably more from Warhammer Fantasy than Age of Sigmar but they both exist in Age of Sigmar Um, is uh, like either a battle priest or a witch hunter Um, I don't think a witch hunter exists does it in Age of Sigmar? Well, the, I mean, I, I, I'm talking more in terms of the law rather than mechanically. Like, oh, right, witch, okay. I mean, in, in the the tabletop miniatures game Age of Sigmar, there are witch hunters. Yeah. So, is there a way that I could recreate that in Soulbound? I'm with you. You can definitely play a, a sort of a Sigmarite priest type mm. thing. Uh, is it the Excelsior priest or something like that they're called? Uh, that's definitely something that's available to you and I think you get a wee griff hound as well which is always fun um, but yeah that's that's a cool option uh, could be interesting although that does put you kind of spellcaster adjacent yeah well I've been I've been alright at playing spellcaster adjacent characters like okay. my very first character ever was a bard which is kind of like that 
Um, I, did, I did flat out ignore spell casting when I was a ranger. <laughs> you pretty much flat out ignored it when you were a bard as well. That's uh, 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 yeah, more or less. No, you did. You you were running around with a sword and shield like most of the time, singing. Yeah, that's what <laughs> bards do, right? Yeah. I mean, they do. Uh, they they do have a a good buffet of spells to to pick out as well. Um, but you were you were more interested in you know swinging your sword and singing your songs, which is fine. Yeah. Um, that's cool. I think you got some some interesting options there. I'm not sure how a witch hunter would work in the system at the moment. I'm not saying it's not something you can't do, but it'd certainly be a, an interesting thing to have to build and mm-hmm. potentially a bit tricky. Um, but it's, it's obviously an option. Uh, that's that's cool, though. I'm, the, th- the weird thing is, and I, I found this a little bit with, with Age of Sigma when I was building Puck for our main campaign, is there isn't really a... Because it's not a class-based system, yeah. So it's it's not like sort of D and D where you you take a class and from that class you get a lot of stuff. Although you do have archetypes that you can use that are similar to classes, they're mm-hmm. also very different to classes. And there's not really a skill monkey as such uh, within that sort of option. The closest thing I found was the the trade pioneer, which is what I made yeah. puck from. But even then, I'm not really that more skilled than the other characters. I just have, I just spread my skill points that I did have mm-hmm. around a lot. So I, I kind of have a bit of a you know, um, jack of all trades, master of none thing going on. Uh, although she has become more adept as, as we kind of played. Yeah. Um, so it's it's tricky in that way to to make that kind of character but what you can do is you can either do what I said there where you can obviously spread your skills or you can um, sort of cherry pick the skills that the rest of the group don't have so you fill a you know you fill a vacuum almost I think this is why I'm kind of like I want to see what you and Will are bringing to the table properly before Mm -hmm. I commit to anything so that like we can we can balance the party out and like I know some people don't like building characters like that, but you know, at the end of the day I wanna have fun and usually to have fun in an RPG it helps if you're succeeding. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I always whenever I'm sort of I've helped a lot of people build a lot of characters in, you, in you've opinion. helped me build a lot of characters. <laughs> yeah, that's painful. Uh, <laughs> wow, come on man. <laughs> <laughs> I've been quite nice to you the last few episodes. You have yeah. actually. Yeah. I, that, I I did know. I was thinking about that earlier today. I thought it was just because Ben's no longer on it, but I I, I see now you are lulling me into some sort of false sense of security well, so well, that no, you can no. kick me while I'm down, like some sort of dirty fighter. <laughs> no, it was more kind of. I was, you know, obviously the the Ben leaving episode was a very emotional episode, mm. and you know I'm not so cruel. As to you know to to gut punch a man in a in a moment of weakness, uh, and then you know we had the episode afterwards, and it was our sort of first episode, you know, just me and you, kind of going forward, and I just kind of wanted you to to relax and feel comfortable, <laughs> and you know, really build a bit of camaraderie and, and yeah. team spirit. But now you know the gloves are off. Yeah, you know, we're in the race. You know, you take <laughs> take whatever shots you can get. Mixing a lot of metaphors here as well. Yeah. Um, but no, I think I think it's. 
it's one thing I've always said to people with building characters is you want to build a character you want to play. And that's that has to be at the forefront of your mind. You know, it needs to be a character you're going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. However, you also want to think about party composition in the majority of systems because the, one of the worst scenarios you can find yourself in, and I, I know from experience, is you make a character and then you come to a game and somebody else has a very similar character. In some circumstances, someone has a very similar character that is better than your character mm. on a statistical level. It could be that either they're a bit more canny with the system or it's a rolling-based system and they've rolled better than you have. I mean, to give you a, an example from my own experience, uh, and it's a story I, I tell quite a lot because I'm still bitter about it some, like a decade later, is I got to play in a Star Wars game. Now, I never get to play in Star Wars games mm-hmm. because they're, they're a niche game in and of themselves. So not a lot of people do run it. Uh, and I'm one of the people that does run them. So it's mm-hmm. that situation where I tend to be the GM for them. Uh, so I got to play in this Star Wars game. I was super excited. And I had this, what I thought was quite a cool idea for a character who was basically like a, a field medic. You know, he'd, he'd kind of been in the rebellion or I can't remember the exact background, but he had, you know, some scrappy background mm-hmm. and he'd become sort of, you know, good at triage and medicine and he kind of self-taught himself how to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um and I was really happy about this character. He, he was also slightly force sensitive, but his attunement to the force was all about kind of healing. Sure. But it was very minor. You know, I didn't want I didn't want him to be a Jedi. I, his force powers were were very limited to mm-hmm. just a little bit of healing, just to kind of give him a little bit of a, a an edge without you know going all the way out into you know wielding a lightsaber or whatever and and being hunted by the Empire. So have this interesting character concept, and I rock up for the game. And for whatever reason, we'd built our characters in a vacuum, which is a terrible decision as a general rule. Um, mm-hmm. So we'd all built our our characters in a vacuum and we, we come along to this game and whilst we're there, uh, one of the other players pulls out his character and it's a droid. Uh, and it's a droid that is incredibly good at medicine. Uh, and because of the way this system worked, droids had a plethora of skill points to to spend. So he was not only was he miles better at me than medicine, outshining me in the very thing I'd built myself to do, mm-hmm. but he was also quite good in combat and he was quite good with mechanics and all this lot. So I'm basically playing second fiddle to someone else in the role I'd built myself <laughs> to do, whilst he's participating in in all these different things. And that was a moment for me that I was kind of like. This is a terrible idea. Yeah, having having this system where you build them separately and, and where two character two players end up with very similar characters is very problematic. And you can have you can have some crossover, but you really don't want two people specced into the same same sort of build. I bet, and knowing you, I bet though, I bet you you took that in your stride, and you were you you know you were really sporting about it. I was not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no, I was I was very salty. Um, I was very unhappy about the whole thing, and I made sure everybody at the table knew it, which was which was bad on my part. You know, it was bad sportsmanship on my mm. part. And I was I was a younger man there, and mm-hmm. I probably would handle it a little better now, a little like a smidge <laughs> better. Um, yeah, you know that was that was on me. Um, but fortunately for me, 
the GM who ran that game didn't particularly like the the party composition as it had ended up, and I think we only played like one or two sessions anyway, right. so it was fine. Okay, no worries then, no worries. Right. Uh, well, speaking of RPGs, we have been we have been doing other gaming this week. Uh, in fact, we returned to our high level Pathfinder uh, campaign um, on back on Tuesday. Have we have we updated people on where we are with this previously? I'm trying to remember now. It's been ages since we've actually played it because the last one we've had a couple of sessions for one reason or another got mixed about or postponed uh, uh, or what have you. So. I think I think we last played it like literally two months ago. Yeah, um, we'd we'd had sort of, so we had a, a sizable hiatus um, mm. between kind of the end of the campaign as it was at that point in time, and then kind of a, a reboot um, that we did, uh, and then we kind of had a because of scheduling and we only run this once a month and a few other things, um, you know, we we just kind of hadn't quite managed to get as many games in as we'd like to so I think we got a game in I want to say two months ago was probably the last one yeah yeah, I think it was uh, two months ago and then we missed a session because of, of real life stuff getting in the way so then we came back uh, and, and thankfully you know everyone seemed to remember where we were <laughs> yeah we're in some sort of frozen tundra in the north and, and we got ambushed by like four giant ice worms that bloody exploded when you killed them, so that that was fun. That was uh, that 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 was rough, man. Yeah, that was that was on me. Um, so <laughs> there was there were there were two sort of thought processes that, that that gone into that encounter design. So, firstly, you've you've we're playing a mythic uh, tier game, so you know you're you're very high high level you've got a lot of power behind you you know you're mm-hmm. you're on the cusp of being demigods really um and I, I've, I went i didn't go pretty easy on you in the last game you just kind of steamrolled everything that I, yeah. I put in front of you and i thought right okay i need to kind of up the ante a little bit mm-hmm. here this is a this is a very it's a very powerful region you know it's a lot of old creatures um, yeah that have gained a lot of power um and you know it's, it's a serious threat so that needs to kind of be represented in the gameplay so i'd, I'd kind of I, I have a list that i'd composed prior to this of of encounters and things that you potentially meet at some point uh and i think when i first built that encounter there were only two of them mm-hmm. uh there were two of these worms and i was like do you know after that that steamroller last game i think i need to i need to add a bit more now a rational individual might have just added one <laughs> but i was like i think another i think i'll double it i'll double it there'll be there'll be mm. four of them and i hadn't maybe when i made that thought i hadn't quite thought these all explode when they die as well and have a lot of area effect fairly chunky damage mm-hmm. um so that was that was a bit of an oversight on my part the other thing is as well i think because you hadn't played for a while both in the long term you know you're, you're fairly recent back to these characters and also we'd had that kind of two month gap you didn't necessarily play your best optimally yeah, yeah. you know to and that's not not to say you didn't play well because you did but you definitely you know you you could have I, I had to kind of remind you a few of a few things yes so you've yeah. got these abilities make sure you use them 
Um, and you did win, right? Mm-hmm. Like, cannot argue with that. You won. We, we, one character did die. Yeah, but I mean things happen. We're, but we, we're we're high enough level though, like where the client can just bring him back. But we need to go now. Go hunting for diamonds. So we really hope that there's going to be some diamonds in this like keep of frost giants that we're heading towards now. So, oh, it's it's interesting to see, you know. You take characters that are high level out of their their comfort zone. So mm. you know, you, you for the majority of our campaign, you have played in or around your 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 town. You know, mm-hmm. your base of operations. So you've had access to resources, even limited though they are. You've still mm-hmm. had access to resources and you know the ability to to go to cities and get these things. Because we're playing a a campaign now where you are venturing to a a largely unexplored region, you don't know where anything is so even though you have these high level abilities and there is an argument to be made that you could potentially you know make your way home via one of the the myriad of abilities that you do mm-hmm. have you know you, you're you're sort of pressing on because you know there is a a time restraint now yes uh in what's going on you know things are escalating so you're you're having to kind of use the tools that you have at your disposal and as you say it's something that at one point wouldn't be trivial but would certainly be manageable has mm-hmm. now become a we hope it's there but it might not be there um and we really don't know and i i mean i, I have thrown you a bone narratively and at least given you an ally in this region yeah that's which, true you know, we've, we've we've happened upon a giant polar bear with awesome like magical ice fangs not fangs claws exactly so so you, you've you've met a a sort of uh, guardian of the realm, um, a primordial bear, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, and you know he's he's kind of giving you a few hints and tips. You know he's like a a, a large furry tour guide, um, and sort of pointed you in the the right direction. He spoke of um, a previous band of adventurers that he happened upon that uh, were unsuccessful in their quest, and uh, he didn't particularly like them because they mocked him all the time. What, what was that? What was that all about, Tom? Uh, I mean, you know what that's about, Josh. But thank I do you know. for uh, <laughs> for mentioning it for the benefit of our listeners. Uh, so it's a bit of a a homage uh, of mine. So this the the world that we're running this campaign in is is not. A, a world that is new as such I haven't made it specifically for this campaign mm-hmm. uh, I actually created it actually it's a lie I actually stole uh, a chunk of it and then sort of shifted it to my own purposes sure. uh, years and years and years ago um, for another campaign uh, a couple of other campaigns actually that I set in this world and I sort of started kind of building up my own history and, and my own narrative to it um, so I've had other groups run through it. I mean, you're not the only group currently running through it, as you know. You know, there's the uh, the parallel high-tech mm-hmm. campaign that you've had crossovers with. Um, but, you know, the, there's been a couple of other groups that have adventured through here. And the storyline that, that you guys are actually now participating in first started in a previous campaign um, when they found out about this, this particular issue in the frozen north and and traveled there to to combat it um and did so a little recklessly uh mm-hmm. and when they were presented with a similar situation this this bear ally 
um, they chose a different route, which was a route of making bear puns uh, at the creature's expense. Uh, I don't mind a pun uh, now and then, but I, I have a threshold, you know, this sort of, if you imagine kind of a rage meter next to my head that, you know, slowly Fun- rises. Funnily enough, I can. I can, yeah. I can imagine that easily. With with each bear pun, you know, uh, they kind of escalated and, and it rises mm-hmm. quicker and quicker. And this particular group just spent a good period of time. In my head, it's like an hour. It's probably closer to like 10 minutes, but, you know, they spent a, a good period of time making bear puns. And I, I kind of said, okay, that's that's enough of the bear mm-hmm. puns, you know, and gave them a warning. And they chose poorly and ignored that warning. <laughs> uh, and I just, I, I had the bear pretty much throw them out on their asses um, to go and, you know, brave the frozen wilds on their own, mm-hmm. uh, which went about as well as you can imagine an unprepared band of explorers dealing in the, the Arctic environments. Yeah. Uh, they died. And that was the end of the campaign. <laughs> and that was that. <laughs> uh, so, so what I did... Um, which I thought was quite clever, if I do say so myself, was I had that uh, that reference when you met the bear. You know, he was very suspicious of you. Uh, you know, he, he didn't really trust you. He he, mm-hmm. he mentioned, uh, you know, how he'd met uh, humanoids before and, and had these kind of bad experiences. And he, he is a very powerful creature. You know, he dates back to kind of, not the beginning of time, but certainly uh, the, the primordial period. Mm-hmm. Um was the first of the the polar bears fundamentally in this this world and because of that he expects a degree of of respect um you know he's intelligent as well uh he has a a, a, a wealth of, of his own abilities which you did afford him um mm-hmm. as a party and and that proved beneficial there was some some very fortunate roles as well for uh some of your diplomacy checks and things like that to kind of win him over Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's helped you. Uh, and then when you were you were staying in his his cave, you also got a little glimpse of the the remains of the former party that he had uh, retrieved from the the Arctic tundra and uh, took the the decency to at least sort of uh, inter them in the the ice walls. Yep, delightful. A nice reminder for us what could potentially happen to our cus- uh, it, to our to our characters. If we were to uh, go down the same route, well, you know, there's nothing sends a message like a head no stick. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I promote that as a way of message yeah. sending. Just to clarify. Yes, don't 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 do that, guys. Don't do that. Righty, oh well. I think on that note, the note of heads on sticks to intimidate your enemies. I think that's all we've got time for. I, I think that seems like a good ending point if, it, yeah, so, if ever there was one guys as always thank you very much for listening and until next time take care bye, bye.